Support for WPR comes from the Madison Museum of Contemporary Art, an independent organization dedicated to creating experiences that educate, reflect, and inspire. More is at mmoca.org. Welcome back to Simply Superior. I'm Robin Washington, and we're joined by Rick Lubbers of the Duluth News Tribune. Hello, Rick. Hi, Robin. And Shalon Monroe, multimedia journalist for WDIO-TV. Hello, Shalon. Hello, Robin. So, Rick, while Superior and Northwest Wisconsin folks lobby the Wisconsin legislature for their concerns, Minnesota lawmakers are looking at some statewide issues that actually affect our area. One is a sports betting bill. Yes, uh, it would certainly affect our local tribal gaming operations. Six professional sports teams have joined the State Tribal Gaming Association in supporting a bill legalizing mobile and in-person sports betting in Minnesota. Uh, legalizing sports betting would be the most significant expansion of gambling in Minnesota since tribal gaming started three decades ago. More than 30 states have legalized wagering on sports since the U.S. Supreme Court ended a federal ban on the practice in 2018, and all of Minnesota's neighbors have legalized sports betting in some form. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, Twins, Lynx, Wild, Timberwolves, and Minnesota United FC say they're joining the Minnesota Indian Gaming Association in support of a Democrat back proposal to give tribes the exclusive right to run sports betting in the state. The legislation was introduced on Tuesday. Uh, Representative Zach Stevenson of Coon Rapids sponsored last year's sports betting bill in the House. Uh, he said one way or another, people are betting that legalization would be the best way to manage the industry. Uh, under the legislation, the state's tribal casinos would have exclusive rights to run in-person and mobile sports betting. Lawmakers and others who support legalization argue keeping online sports betting illegal doesn't stop it from happening and instead drives people to black market options that don't offer any consumer protections. Stevenson's bill passed in the House last year with bipartisan support, but similar legislation failed to gain any traction in the Senate which at the time was under Republican control. Stevenson said a tax of 10% would bring in about 10 to 12 million a year. Tribal exclusivity has been a sticking point in negotiations over the legalization of sports betting in Minnesota. Horse track operators say getting left out of the biggest gambling expansion in decades could harm their business, as introducing a new form of gambling could divert dollars away from already legal gaming. But Governor Tim Walls in the past has said he'd only sign a sports betting bill supported by the state's Tribal Gaming Association, which opposes horse tracks being included. All right. Well, you recently gave us an update on a new library for Duluth. Now there's another entity being planned with it? Yes. Uh, Mayor Emily Larson laid out preliminary plans Wednesday afternoon to co-locate the city's Workforce Development Center within its uh, downtown library. She said the shared facility could take shape within the walls of the existing structure at 520 West Superior Street or might even result in the construction of a new building, explaining that her administration remains open to a range of options. The Luce City Council will be asked Monday to approve $150,000 in funding to collect community input and hire an architectural firm to draw up pre-designed documents for a new multi-use building. Those city funds will be equally matched by the Duluth Library Foundation. Uh, Larson said the library already provides a trusted and welcome presence in the community. 
The Library Foundation was formed more than 30 years ago to support the public library and has contributed thousands of books and materials to the Duluth Public Library's collection through the years and has invested more than $1 million in support of its operations. The joint project could also better position the city to receive state funding. If the council signs off on the proposed plan, Larson said the initial $150,000 come from the federal pandemic relief funding the city has received as a result of the American Rescue Plan Act. Okay. And up the street from the library, the Duluth City Council will be getting some new faces because the old faces are bowing out. Yes, uh, we just learned this week that at-large Duluth City Councilor Eric Forsman announced that he'd be stepping down at the end of this year. Uh, He is the third member of the Duluth City Council to make it known that they will leave a seat open in the upcoming November election. At-large Councilor Noah Hobbs and First District Councilor Gary Anderson preceded Forsman in their decisions not to seek another term. Uh, With this uh, mayor race also in play this year, coming election cycle could have a significant impact on the face of city politics. So far, Mayor Emily Larson has announced plans to seek a third term, but a challenger has emerged. Roger Reinert, former state legislator and city councilor, um, has thrown his hat into the ring. Uh, Forsman said it was important to make his attentions known well in advance of voting. He uh, was originally appointed to serve out the remainder of Alyssa Hansen's term in 2018 after uh, she gave up her seat to take a new job as president and CEO of Northspan Group Incorporated. Uh, he was subsequently elected to the post in 2019 and in 2022 was elected council president. Uh, Forsman said that while he deeply values the idea of public service, so is being available to all the memories that his kids are making. Uh, Forsman lives in Duluth's Kenwood neighborhood with his wife, Jessica, and their children, Amelia and Arlo. Uh, Forsman said his children were lobbying him hard to take a break. They even pushed the send button on the news release announcing his decision. The most uh, senior city councilors who have not yet announced their intentions regarding the coming election are Council President Janet Kennedy and 3rd District Councilor Roz Randorf, who both took office in 2020. Okay. Well, Shalon, turning to the courts, a serious case in Duluth has avoided trial and come to a conclusion with a judge's verdict. Yes, justice has been served for the family of Cameron Gordon. He is a three-year-old that was murdered in September 2020. Jordan William Carter waived his right to a trial by jury, opting for a trial to the court. And on Tuesday, Judge Teresa M. Neal gave Carter the second-degree murder verdict. Now, Carter initially said that the young boy was injured when he fell down the stairs at his home, but his death was later ruled a homicide. His sentence will be scheduled for a later date. So, you know, definitely initially a sad situation, but like I said, justice finally come for the Gordon family. All right. Well, finally, we told you all about Superior Days. The Spirit Valley Ski Recreation Area in Duluth has a promotion it's calling Duluth Days or something similar to that, Shalon? Yeah, so it's called Spirit Loves Duluth Days. And you got to think about with all this snow we got, what's a better way of enjoying it than getting out and skiing in it? And Spirit Mountain is hosting their $5 Love Duluth Days. Now, it starts today. February the 23rd and goes until Sunday, February the 26th. And it's giving discounted rates of $5 for tickets, rental, Nordic passes, and ski and snowboard beginners lessons for free. But there is a catch to it all. This discounted rate is for Duluth residents only. And you have to show proof that you live in Duluth. 
in order to get these discounted rates. Okay, well, I won't make a judgment one way or the other, except to say limiting it to Duluth residents may not be completely in the spirit, if you will, of Twin Ports cooperation. But maybe if a Duluth resident and a Superior resident show up together, they'll allow it. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> We've been joined by Shalon Monroe, multimedia journalist for WDIO-TV. Thank you, Shalon. Thank you so much, Robin. And Rick Lubbers, executive editor of the Duluth News Tribune. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Robin. You can stay updated on these stories and all the regional news. Again, that's Twin Ports, both sides, anytime at WPR.org, DuluthNewsTribune.com, and WDIO.com. And that's it for this edition of Simply Superior. I'm Robin Washington. We leave you with more of the music of John Williams, performed by the Duluth Superior Symphony Orchestra. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>